Hello, Jags Nation. Welcome to the Teal Tongue Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the Teal Deal, Jacob Nichols. Welcome to episode two. Today we're going to discuss some of the Jaguars' new additions. We're actually going to start our series on the Jaguars' new additions, where we're going to dedicate one episode to each player the Jaguars have added so far in this offseason. I would assume as far as the free agent signings go, that's going to be it for Jacksonville. We might see one or two here or there. Um... But for the time being, that's going to be it as far as uh, not necessarily big-name free agents, but but known free agents around the league. You might see some lesser-known uh, camp bodies signed at some point. But as far as guys who are going to see a significant amount, you're going to see not going to see any more of that, um, obviously outside of the guys that are drafted. Today, I think uh, we're going to focus on – and I believe every Jaguars fan, uh, everybody around the country, everybody who follows the NFL, the biggest, the biggest signing for the Jaguars this offseason in one, Joe Schobert. Uh, Joe Schobert is just coming off of his rookie contract. Um, he was drafted the first pick of round four by the Cleveland Browns, um, where he has been every year of his career so far. He comes in at a 6'1", right around 244. Um, he's exactly the guy the Jaguars are looking for to lead their defense. Um, I don't want to compare him to Paz. Um, he's not Paz on the field. But as far as playing with that chip on his shoulder, the football IQ, always being in the right spot, um, I think those are the traits that you want in a middle linebacker. Um, that's what Paz provided for so many years for the Jaguars, and I think Schober is in a spot to do that now. Um, going into college, he was uh, basically going to North Dakota um, before he was offered a preferred walk-on spot uh, with Wisconsin. Um, and once again, this goes back to never being handed anything. He's had to work for everything, uh, so far in his football career. Um, once he reached that collegiate level, um, going into his senior season, he was, he was a good player. Um, but his senior season, he definitely exploded onto the scene um, his junior year, he just missed the Big Ten all-conference team. He was an honorable mention. Um, with 13 and a half tackles for loss his junior year. Now, going to this senior year, he exploded on the scene, as I already mentioned. Um, he was a second-team All-American, Big Ten linebacker of the year. He had nine and a half sacks, um, 19 and a half tackles for loss. Uh, this, kid, this kid was real good. Um, his senior season for Wisconsin. Um, now, I know a lot of you are wondering if he was the Big Ten linebacker of the year. How did he fall to the fourth round, um, the first pick of the fourth round? And it's 
It was his size. He's he's undersized. There's no way around it. He's not the the fastest guy on the field by any stretch. He's not anywhere near the fastest guy on the field. Um, but he's got that chip. He plays with heart. Um, and he's a good leader. He's everything you can look for in Mike. Um, and hopefully he transfers that on to Jacksonville. Now we're going to focus on some of Schobert's strengths and what he can and hopefully what he will bring to this Jaguars defense that is hopefully better than they were last year. Um, that being said, there's not a very high bar set from last season to surpass. Um, but any improvement can go a long way, even a half a step. Maybe that's the difference last year between the Jaguars going six and ten and maybe eight and eight. Um, but yeah, let's hop right into it. Um, the number one thing that Schobert is known for um, is his coverage. He had four interceptions last year um, as a linebacker. That is that's great. Um, you're not going to see too many other linebackers who are going to come down with four interceptions. Um, he is widely known uh, as the best, definitely top two um, coverage linebackers in the game, which which is awesome to hear as a Jaguars fan to have that guy coming on our squad because, as we all know, um, we all watched last year. Um for no fault of Miles, I put him more on the coaching staff, but the coaching staff had to do what they had to do. But Miles just did not flourish um, at the mic last year, and coverage was a big reason why. So now the Jaguars are bringing in arguably the best coverage linebacker in the league. Um, so hopefully uh, that's going to help Jacksonville um, take a step forward defensively. Um, Schobert's got great football IQ. Um, and building on his IQ, uh, I believe his IQ, so last year he was, uh, he finished right inside the top 10 in tackles. Um, he's great at getting to the ball. And I think that that is, that is because of his high football IQ. Um, he's not the fastest guy, not the biggest guy as we, we discussed earlier, um, but he always seemed to be seems to be around the ball, making a tackle, making the play. Schobert's gonna be there. Um, if he's not the one making the tackle, he's gonna be he's gonna be right around there. And you love to see that for Jacksonville. Um, another huge thing that Schobert brings to the Jacksonville Jaguars is his durability. Uh, this guy does not miss football games. Um, he is about as durable as they come um, as far as linebackers go. He's going to be on the field. He's going to be at practice. He's going to do everything you ask him to do. And after the season Jacksonville had last year as far as injury goes, that is music to our ears. As we know in the NFL, it always evens out. But hopefully Schobert can uh, – helped turn that trend around last year in Jacksonville. We had a lot of guys uh, going down. Um, 
another one of Sobert's strengths, probably his biggest strength, I mentioned it um, earlier in the episode when we were going over his college accolades, is the chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's never been handed anything. Being a walk-on in college, working his way into a fourth-round draft pick, to the Big Ten linebacker of the year, which is, that's no small feat. Um, as I'm sure all of us know, the Big Ten is one of the better conferences in, in college football. Uh, probably the second best conference in college football. Depends on who you ask, but they're definitely going to be two or three every time. Schober brings that chip on his shoulder to the table, and that's something you'd love to see, especially from your Mike. He's the heart of your defense. He's passionate, and hopefully he can rally the rest of his defense behind him and we can get back to playing that fast, mean, tough, physical Jaguar defense that we all grew to love. Now we're going to discuss some of Joe Schobert's weaknesses. Uh, it's not something I want to spend too much time harping on as... Going into this season, I really want to stay optimistic. Coming up in the future, I'm going to do a series on why the Jaguars can win the AFC South this year. Uh, we're going to break down the Colts, the Texans, and the Titans and see how they're shaping up after the off-seasons they've had. Uh, I don't believe that any team in the... The division has had a particularly strong offseason, an offseason that will set them apart from the rest of the teams in the division. Um, the obvious one here, without getting too deep, is the Texans took a huge step back. There's no way around that. Uh, Titans also took a step back, in my opinion, and the Colts, we're just going to have to wait and see on. But we'll get, we'll get into that uh, a little bit further down the road uh, when we touch on that series. So some of Schobert's weaknesses, um, as we've already discussed, his size, he's a little undersized at 6'1", 244, but I believe he makes up for that with his heart. Um, coming in kind of the same lines of those physical uh, type things, he's not the fastest guy in the field. Um, but hopefully, as I as I mentioned before, he has great IQ and he can make up for that speed, as he has um, so far in his NFL career. Um, there's ways around not being the fastest guy on the field, and hopefully he keeps that up. The biggest knock on Schobert is his run defense. Um, I know that's not what we want to hear in Jacksonville. After the season we had last year, um, I believe Jacksonville finished the year giving up five, 5.1 yards a rush, um, which is bottom five in the league. I believe bottom three in the league. And on paper, it doesn't look like Schobert is going to do much to help that as uh, watching tape and listening to analysts of Schobert um, – they say he, he takes bad angles, he's got a limited range, and that's just a scouting report on Schobert. But I believe that there's a way for the Jaguars to work around that and get the most out of him. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll, we'll touch on 
what the Jaguars, I believe, can do to make Schober look like the best player he can be and maybe even push him in the talks of maybe a top eight, top seven Mike in the game. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later on in the episode. Um, although he does was number seven in the league or top ten in the league um, in tackles, his tackling has been an issue in the past. Um, kind of goes back to me talking about one of his weaknesses being his inconsistency. Um, he has games where he misses tackles. But I don't think that's the end of the world. Um, I think that's something going back to uh, me saying how I believe the Jaguars can scheme around his weaknesses. Uh, I think that fits right in there, and we'll discuss that a little bit later on. So the biggest thing is just that run defense. Um, you can't do anything about the size, the speed, but you can do stuff about the tackling, the angles, um, and hopefully. Do some things with your scheme that can make him a little bit more consistent on the football field. Joe Schobert was drafted in 2016, um, as I already mentioned, in the fourth round with the first pick of the fourth round. Uh, He was drafted that year along with some other pretty decent linebackers. Um, A lot of these names you guys may know. He was drafted with Corey Littleton. Deion Jones, Jalen Smith, Blake Martinez, James Burgess, Nick Vigil, Devondre Campbell, and one that I know we all know, uh, Miles Jack, was taken in the same year as Joe Schobert. Um, So how does he line up or compare to these linebackers that he was taken with in 2016, Uh, the other linebackers from his draft class? so far, I think, hands down, the most successful linebacker uh, from that draft class is Corey Littleton. Um, that being said, I don't think that Corey Littleton is the... I know I just said by far. I don't think it's Corey Littleton's the best linebacker from this draft class by leaps and bounds. Um I definitely think they're in the the same ballpark. I think Corey Littleton followed by Deion Jones and Joe Schobert closely behind. I think those are the, the top three guys that you can include together on um, the top three linebackers out of this draft. Uh, I think that's very clear. Um, and then I think, I think the next little tier, I think the final guys, I think you have Blake Martinez, James Burgess, Nick Vigil, Devondre Campbell, uh, Miles Jack. I think they're all kind of in the same tier. Uh, None of them really stick out. Uh, None of them are bad. Um, They're all solid linebackers. But as far as best ones in the draft, I think they're very clearly that second tier. Now, that being said, uh, talk a little little bit about Miles Jack. Miles Jack is going to... Move back to the will uh, this season, which is music to a lot of Jaguars fans' ears. Um, I think his his ranking is a little skewed. Uh, I think if Miles 
had stayed at the weak side his entire career and didn't have to make that that move to the middle after the retirement of Paz, that he would be looked at in a way different light um, by analysts and whatnot. Uh, people are quick quick to forget what you've done in the past. It's always going to be about what you've done in the present, uh, what your most recent game was like. So people forgot um, how good Miles really was uh, for Jacksonville and the almost storybook season that uh, ended with heartbreak um, in New England. I think, as as we all know, um, and as tape doesn't lie, it, it still I, I'm, it hurts you all just as much as it hurts me, and it, it still feels like it was yesterday. I don't think I'm quite quite over it yet, but. Miles Jack wasn't down. You you can't talk about that season without bringing that up. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think Miles Jack is probably more middle of the road. I think Jack is probably somewhere with Devondre Campbell um, as far as ranking linebackers in this draft. I think he'd go right next to Devondre. Um, but yeah, Schobert's two or three, depending on who you talk to out of this draft class. And he's took a, I don't want to say took a, took a step back in 2019, um, but he definitely stifled his momentum as far as the way that people viewed him. But that's something that doesn't matter once you strap up your pads, put on your chin strap and put that hand on the ground and go head to head with somebody. Uh, like I said, it's all about the present. And I believe Schobert, and Jack are going to show this year while they are two of the top linebackers from their draft class. The major question is, how will Joe Schobert improve this Jacksonville Jaguars defense? What does he do that will help this Jaguars defense take a huge step forward from their step back they took last season? Granted, this defense is a shell of what it used to be, but I, I believe with the addition of Schobert that this Jaguars defense is going to take a huge step forward from one of the bottom defenses in the league to somewhere middle of the road. I think a peak Jaguars defense um, right now, the draft is still coming up, so we all know the final roster but everything going on right now, um, assuming Ngakwe won't be on the roster come week one of next season, I think the Jaguars' defense could peak somewhere around 11, 10 or 11. Uh, I know that's a huge jump from last season. But I think Schobert's the key, and we're going to jump right into why I think that is. Um, so Schobert is gonna play the mic he's gonna take over for miles last year who really struggled um and i hate saying that because that wasn't miles's natural position that's not miles's natural position um and i really like miles jack um and i don't really want to i don't want to knock him too much for his performance on the field last season because that's not his fault um, I put that on the coaching staff more than anything. 
but it is the NFL, and you do have to perform. So the Jaguars went out, and they corrected their mistake, and they brought in Joe Schobert to play that mic. And this is the biggest thing to me right here. So last season, Miles Jack played 613 snaps in 11 games. Um, so these numbers are basically after week 14, uh, not taking into account the final three weeks of the season. Um, you basically get the gist of these numbers, taking them from week 14 and so on. But uh, Miles Jack played 613 snaps in 11 games. Uh, it's about 55.7 snaps a game. Uh, so he missed three games uh, after the first 14. Schobert played 915 snaps in 14 games. So he played in all 14 of 14 uh, up until this point, um, which would be week 15. Both of the teams already had their buys, obviously, come that point. So in 14 games, he played 915 snaps. That's about 65.4 a game. That's 10 more snaps a game Schobert's on the field. Uh, this goes back to earlier. One of his strengths um, that I mentioned was his durability. Schobert does not come off the field, and that's going to be very beneficial for the Jaguars as it, the Mike is is the quarterback of your defense, if you will. Um, and when he's not on the field, a lot of the times when he misses three games, that's going to hurt your defense, whether you want to admit it or not. No matter how capable your backup is, your backup is your backup for a reason. So you need that starting mic on that field as much as possible. And that's exactly what Schobert's going to do for you. The biggest thing that Schobert is going to improve, and as I mentioned earlier, he's regarded as the best coverage linebacker in football. Maybe second best by some, but he's top two, no doubt. Uh, nobody's going to argue against that. But yards after catch, so this was an eye-popping number when I was doing my research, watching some film on Schobert, getting ready to put this, this podcast together. So Miles allowed, and once again, like I said, this is through week 15, so this is 14 games. Uh, in Miles' case, this is 11. Uh, he missed a few games by this point in the season. So Miles gave up 27 catches. And in those 27 catches, gave up 256 yards after the catch on 27 catches. That equals out to just below 10 yards, uh, 10 yards after the catch uh, for each reception that he gave up. That's a lot. Um, to let someone catch the ball and then gain an additional 10 yards after the air yards. Uh, so let's just say uh, even a little dump off to a running back. You dump it off to the running back. That running back catches it three yards, four yards downfield, and then picks up another 10. That's another 14, 15-yard gain off the rip just like that because you're not bringing him down as soon as he catches that ball. And that is something that Schober excels at. Uh, he gave up 123 yards after the catch on 36 receptions. That comes out to about 3.4 yards after the catch per reception. So Miles is giving up almost 10. You bring in Schobert, who's giving up 3.4. That's 7 yards. That's the difference between a first down and a fourth down. 
That's the difference between a second and short and another first down or a second and five to go and another first down. That is huge right there. Schobert's not going to let them run after they catch the ball. He's going to stick with them. Uh, as I said, he's not the fastest guy, but that's where that football IQ comes into play right there. Um, another huge thing, Jacksonville Jaguars were heavily penalized team last year. Uh, I believe, I don't know the exact number, but I think we we finished somewhere uh, middle of the road as far as penalty yards. But Jacksonville seems to take those penalties in the least convenient time. Obviously, it's never convenient to take a penalty, but Jacksonville seems to like to do it on third down, um, on defense. Uh, the personal foul on defense is something that Jacksonville loves to take, and it hurts you defensively. It really does. It can take the air out of your sails. Um, interesting stat, Schobert was not penalized one time last season, and that's absolutely humongous. Um to me, to anybody, I'm sure that that's that's one of the things the Jaguars coaches loved. Uh, Schobert's going to bring that accountability um, to the Jacksonville organization that we so desperately need on that field. Uh, not giving away those free yards and staying in these games for a little bit longer and make these games a little bit more exciting. Um, some other things that pop out about Schobert since we're on the topic of his coverage uh, he gave up .42 yards a snap on pass plays. Number one in the league last year. 12.9 per sn snap per target. Number one in the league. 21.3 snap per reception. Number one in the league. And as I mentioned earlier, he had the number two coverage grade in the league. Uh, and you just love to get that from a linebacker, uh, especially out of your Mike guy. Um, another huge thing that Schobert's going to bring that Miles didn't, and I know I've talked about Schobert being a little undersized, but Miles just had trouble getting to the quarterback from that middle linebacker position. Um, often, often knocked off, knocked off the ball, knocked back by the. Uh, the big boys up front, which Schobert, if you watch the film, I noticed when I was breaking Schobert down a little bit, um, he does get knocked, knocked back uh, when those big boys uh, get to that second level. But compared to Jack last year, um, Schobert had 11 pressures compared to Jack's five, two sacks to Jack's one, uh, two hits to Jack's one hit. And the most impressive thing to me is seven hurries compared to Jack's three hurries. Um, Jacksonville had a had a problem last year forcing turnovers and pressuring the quarterback, hurrying the quarterback uh, definitely is going to lead to more turnovers. And Schobert does that a little bit more often than Jack does. Um, and I'm excited to see how that helps Jacksonville take that step forward uh, defensively. Um, we talked about one of Schobert's weaknesses being his tackling. Um, that is an issue, but that's also an issue for Miles Jack. Um, I do believe that Schobert's IQ does improve that from that Mike position. Um, and hopefully he becomes a little bit more consistent on that tackling. Um, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, but 
I still think that's a little bit of an improvement um, on the inside uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. As I mentioned earlier, um, there are a few things the Jaguars have to do with their defensive scheme to make sure that Schobert can be the best player he can be for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and the number one thing I believe that is, is going to be make sure you keep that running back between the tackles. Um, Schobert does not have a problem stopping the run if it's between the tackles. Uh, he will meet you at the line of the scrimmage, the line of scrimmage, and, and he's tough. He'll go head to head with that running back and he'll knock him back. He'll take him down. Now it's when that running back gets outside the tackles, when Schobert has the issue. As I mentioned earlier, he's not the fastest guy. Um, some people knock the angles that he takes to the running back. So if Jacksonville can scheme around Schobert and make sure they keep that running back, I know easier said than done, but make sure they keep that running back in between the tackles. Schobert can be a monster. Um, just a few more numbers here. Cleveland had the 11th best defense in the league last year, and they were the ninth best team as far as penalty yards go uh, defensively. And I think that's absolutely huge because that middle linebacker is the quarterback of that defense um, and being the 11th best defense and the ninth best defense as far as penalty yards go. Um, that had a lot to do with Schobert, uh, and hopefully he can bring that over to the Jags. Um, and I think Schobert's going to make – the Jags take that jump from a bottom half of the league defense to a top half of the league defense, possibly peaking at number 12 or so. If you like what you've heard today, uh, take a trip over, quick trip over to Twitter and give me a follow at jnick95. That's J-N-I-C-H 95.